A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Over 25 years ago, on September 29th, 1998, we watched a brainy girl with curly hair drop everything to follow a guy she only kind of knew all the way to college. And so began Felicity. My name is Juliette Littman, and I'm a Felicity superfan. Join me, Amanda Foreman, who you may know better as Megan, the roommate, and Greg Grunberg, who you may also know as Sean Blunberg, as the three of us revisit our favorite moments from the show and talk to the people who help shape it. Listen to Dear Felicity, presented by Walmart on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How's your week been? Um, well, what's been one running theme of the podcast is uh, is us being sick, <laughs> which yeah, um, you know, not the running theme we all dreamed of, either me or you or the listener. <laughs> so I've, I just have to get this off of my chest because um, it's yeah. quite crazy. So last week, you know, we spoke about the fact that I never really ever call the doctor, and I think I never go to the doctor. Yeah. I'm not I'm not very good at it. I think and so I think you said you'd not been in 15 years or something. You've not had a prescription for 15 years. Yeah, I've not had a prescription since like being yeah. put on like epilepsy medication. Like I just think I just don't do I, in fact once I think I was on something, but I just I don't quite I don't if I'm ill, I just think if I sleep and I rest, it will go. And if I have to get up at eight to call a doctor. I'm not sleeping or resting. I'm having a bad night's sleep thinking, what if I miss oh, the alarm? Interesting. So I don't like Is that, that before, be, not wanting to derail you before you even started your, uh, what you're about to tell me, but is it- Hey, that's what that the podcast thing? is all about. You, <laughs> you don't strike me as one of those people, you know, like um, the classic old fashioned bloke who just won't go to the doctors. No, I'm, I'm just, it must be like a, a mental- block somewhere where I'm just like you know what every time I've been ill I haven't gone to the doctors and I've been fine and you right. just I feel like what tends to happen as well is I go to the doctors and then on the day I have to go I start to feel better and then I'm uh, like yeah the embarrassment ah. yeah and then I'm like I'm, I feel like a, a child trying to like get the day off school it's a bit like yeah. do you ever get it when you like book your hair cutting and then that morning your hair looks like the best it's looked all month <laughs> well, as you remember from a previous podcast, I'm not booking my hair. I'm turning up, walking in, seeing which uh, hairdresser, I've, which barber I've got, and, and handing him a picture of Jamie Dornan and hoping for the best. So I've, I've not course. booked for a while. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but yeah, yeah see, I, get, I... I get the point. Yeah, I think that's that's exactly it. The embarrassment of going to the doctors and you not being it. You, when you're ill, you don't want to feel ill. But when you go to the doctors, you want to feel the worst you've ever felt, don't you? To go exactly, and then exactly because you, you, I, I know that I'm going to walk in, and they're going to say, "How are you?" And I'm going to say, "Fine, thanks you." So I go (laughs) already. I'm going to fail at the first hurdle, and he's going to go get the hell out of my surgery. You (laughs) saying? Yeah. Like I'm just there to try and like just get some prescription to be on or whatever, (laughs) or like um, what's the word? What what is it when somebody? Uh, a hypochondriac. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I called up. I was second in the queue. Brilliant. I don't know how the person mm. got there before me. They must know the tricks because they they say call at eight, and I called it like second. It changed, and I was second in the queue. Whatever. I spoke to the guy. I said, "I'm happy to just have a phone consultation. I can tell them my symptoms. I don't want to be a bother. I'll just do that." <laughs> that was my first mistake. So then what yeah. happened was they said, a doctor will call you at 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. And uh, uh, she called me at 
which is fine. I was going to yeah. give it till midday and just be like, just want to check. I haven't been forgotten. So, yeah, she called me, and I and she said, uh, "What well, what is it? What's wrong?" So I thought, what's going to be good here is probably they do get a few people calling up to say, "Oh, a bit of this, bit of that." So I said, "I've mm. had a cough for a month. I've got such low energy, and I just it's gone on so long that I have to do something." And she said. Well, what is it you want? What what would you want me to do about it? And I was like, <laughs> uh, uh? And, <laughs> and I said, well, I, I I said, well, you know, two weeks in, I thought this should go. Three weeks in, and then I thought if it gets to four weeks, I'll have to make a call. I said, today is four weeks of me coughing mm. like this. I just thought I should do something. She said, right. She was like, well, and she spoke about it for a while and she was like well what, you know have you had this have you had that and I was like well I said it's been a month so I've had a bit of everything over a month I've had like yeah you know um like headaches and da, 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 and it goes up and down but it's been I said it's been since before Christmas so Christmas I was ill and I'm still ill and it's like towards the end of January so probably yeah something's wrong and then I said and then she said um have you had this have you had that I was like no 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 it's now just a dry cough, but it's been a cough for a while and I've got really low energy. And on <laughs> Sunday night, uh, was it Sunday night? Yes, yeah, Sunday night, George. I was on the sofa. Everything was fine. Suddenly, I felt like like the flu had just like grabbed me. My temperature yeah. was like 38 point something. I was, it was like the red thing on the thing going beep, 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 like go to bed. So I went yeah. to bed for like an hour <laughs> and just laid there for a bit, had a lem sip. And then I actually felt okay again. I was like, that was weird, but it just sort of got me. And then yeah. I was like, you know, that thing when you're hot, but you're feeling cold and it's not quite right. Yes. So I was like, I don't know, I had that. And she was like, right. And do you still have a temperature? And this was Monday morning mm. or Tuesday morning. So I said, no, not now. But, you know, Sunday I, I, I was I was off the scale. And she was like, and, why are you bothering me? Then? Yeah. <laughs> what and then do you she, want said, from me? Yeah. So I said, so Tuesday, this was Tuesday. So I said, um, so I said, I'm working tomorrow, but I know Thursday I'll have no energy. And she went, no, don't. That's all. It's all in your mind then. She goes, if you're trying to predict that you're going to be ill, it's in your, I was like, but it's been a month. And she was like, it's in your mind. You're telling yourself you're going to be ill. So you're going to be ill. And I'm like, no, no, no. I was like, I've been ill every other day for the last month. So the, 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 the proof is that the evidence is that I am, I'm still going to be ill. And she was like, yeah. okay. She's like, right. And then it's almost like at that point she was, I'd said something wrong. She was like, right, I will put something on your file. A cough for a month does seem strange. Uh, let's get you in for a chest X-ray at the hospital and they'll probably do some blood tests. She goes, and at one point she said, you've not had any sun for a month. And I went, I've been to Dubai for two days. <laughs> I was like, everything yeah. she said, I was like, no, I had this, I had that. I was like, I've... it sounds like she's, she's got some kind of vendetta against you for some reason that, that, you don't you don't know about she's seen my videos <laughs> she's a boomer she doesn't like it <laughs> i'll tell you this george i'll tell you this <laughs> proof that i'm looking ill is that i did a video <laughs> despite the fact i'm ill i still wanted to entertain the masses so i did a video about Sorry. the different types of millennials and i don't know if you notice this the videos will be like shown to your followers and then if it does well it sort of gets pushed out to the reels and then yeah. At a certain point, it gets sent out to horrible people. It's like there's a ring <laughs> of about 100,000 people where you just know if it hits a certain thing, suddenly the, yeah. just the trolls start. It's just this nonsense. The backlash and comes, like, yeah. Just a little, and, it's, and then it stops again. It's so strange. It just goes for a while and then it's off again. But anyway, I noticed um, people, two or three comments of people saying, this is this is proof that I was ill, George. People were saying, "Who is this boomer to talk about us millennials?" Oh, oh <laughs> and then, man! And then that's I I, uh, yeah, I commented and I was like, "I was like, you think I'm 65 years old?" And then somebody else commented, being like, "I thought they were going to go, oh no, blah, blah blah blah, I didn't realize what a boomer was, whatever." And then somebody commented, going, "I mean, there's no way you're under 47." And he was like, oh. white people age like crap. And I was like, I'm ill. I'm oh, ill. And I didn't realize how bad I must have looked. And I was like, look at all my other videos. You will probably wonder why I've aged <laughs> 15 years you or more. In a, in the last... a document of proof that you that you look young. That's I, don't, yeah. I think that as well, it hits you harder as well. I think if 
you, I imagine, and I've always been like this, people have always said, oh, you look young, you look young for your age, which uh, when yeah. you're, you're a kid, you absolutely hate it. When you're yeah. trying to go out to the pub, it's the worst thing ever. But as you get older and you hit your thirties, you're like, oh, "Thank you very much." This is a... so. As soon as someone tells you you actually look older than your age, it hits you like a yeah. Pudding. It's the first time I've ever had it. But I have had people come to my gigs who follow me on Instagram and come to shows, and they're like, "Whoa, you look a lot younger in real life." I think sometimes, like being out, especially now it's winter, I guess. But people have have said. You look so much younger than you do in your videos. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know why I look tired. Maybe I should do them later in the day because I think <laughs> I do look shattered. But anyway, I, 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 what I don't look is 60, is double my age, 65 oh, years old. Uh, but other than that, yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> well, on Ill yeah, illness, that's the thing. We'd said uh, we do this podcast. You sort of, uh, it, it's quite nice because you think, oh, I did, I did do quite a lot of that, that week. But I've noticed, yeah, you're right. Every single week we're talking about uh, medical procedure. And uh, like, cause I, I was yeah. in the dentist this week. I had uh, two fill-ins. This is basically, it is like a boomer's podcast. This is like... Oh, man. <laughs> and, and here's another ailment I've had this week, George. <laughs> I've had another ailment. Oh, so I had a fall. Luck I've... Luckily, Pete from next door heard it. So he came round to check I was all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, yeah. The the amount that I know about my nana's friends' illnesses is insane. It's all she talks about. She loves the doctors, but um, I mean, yeah. So we, I know, I know, podcasts and the two of us hosted should be a yes and. But I'm going to put a full stop and a block and go. I'm going to quickly divert away from your, <laughs> your nan's friends' <laughs> ailments and illnesses. I think for the sake of this episode, the listener and people, people ever coming back and all our reviews <laughs> being one star, let's just gently that? guide yeah. that away. The dentist is nicer. Let's at right. least go to the dentist. That's a nice way to to yeah. <laughs> ease us off. <laughs> all right then, my my own dental procedures. Yeah, I had a. Couple of fillings this week. I'm I'm in the dentist all the time at the moment. It's part of like a call it project oh. rebuild at the moment. So we're uh, <laughs> oh my we're god, getting, <laughs> we're getting rid of all of the because um, I had quite a lot of fillings uh, when I was younger. I used to eat a lot of uh, sweets and stuff like that at school. I was thinking this recently because with my kids, very conscious about what I give them. But I feel like when we were younger, you weren't even aware of what what was particularly healthy or unhealthy like the things i had every day yeah was like so every day at, at secondary school so i wouldn't have breakfast and then i'd go in and at break time i'd get a flapjack which at the time i thought was quite healthy because it looked because it got like oats in but now i'm older yeah. and i love flapjacks i realize it's just butter and sugar in it so i'm having that at break time at dinner time i'd always get a chip balm as like a snack or a, i know everyone doesn't say balm like a a butter, uh, but I guess. Um, um, so, so just for the for the listener, you're eating a chip sandwich, it, or like a yeah, chip yeah, roll. Yeah. And yeah, sorry exactly. for the Americans, George is Northern, <laughs> we're British. So <laughs> they're eating uh, fries or chips in a yeah a roll, a, some in some bread, potato in, in bread, some bread. <laughs> yeah, potato in bread uh, with a healthy dose of butter on. So that's what you'd get. Uh, as as it's dinner time, that's the first thing you pick up. And then at mm. our school, we were just allowed to just go and wander. Like you could just go and wander through the streets, go wherever you want. So we'd pick that's up our mental. chip arms. Is that I, I, yeah? Is I mean I don't know what the I guess not every school has that. I know that people don't have that rules. I guess some do though. No, uh, we we um <laughs> I remember we had it when we got to sixth form, but before that you weren't allowed. Although I do remember um beard in school and i think like the queen was going to be like driving past our school because we lived we were in a school just near windsor <laughs> but it was like but it was like big news i can't remember what it maybe it was like a funeral or something and then so like yeah. they showed it like that night and it was like her coming through <laughs> and then you could see school children like just out and about walking past and then they cut to some like local cafe to like for the owner to be like oh you know it was great to see her come past yeah. whatever and um and then in the background was just like two like year eights just having like a full English breakfast at like half ten in the morning. <laughs> like, <laughs> definitely should be in class. It was so funny. What a way to be to be caught by BBC News. 
<laughs> exactly. So yeah, uh, so yeah, then we'd uh, so you just go and have a wander about for an hour or whatever. But we, so what we'd always do is we'd go to uh, we'd wander to the chippy and get something from there. So I'd always start off with a chip bar for the walk, go and get a pie from the chippy. As we've discussed in previous episodes, oh I, I, I'm a vegetarian, so it's cheese and onion. Getting that. And then we'd go to the shop that's opposite the school. So directly opposite the school was a sweet shop, Ernie's sweet shop. And I remember looking back, there was nothing ever in my head that was like, oh, you shouldn't eat sweets or you shouldn't eat chocolate. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. if you've got, uh, spend all your money on sweets and chocolate. And I just yeah. devoured it, devoured it. And then it's like, now, obviously, then my teeth just fell apart by the time I was 15. So I had tons of fillings. Oh. Um, but now I go to the dentist now. I finally got a really good dentist. And he said that all of the old metal fillings, I mean, they don't look nice anyway if you have metal fillings, really, do they? I mean, well, I'm sure they look fine. But I don't, I was conscious of metal fillings. <laughs> if you have got them, that's, yeah, that's cool. But I, I was conscious that you could see them. Uh, so I'm having them all changed because he said the metal ones can, like, crack your teeth because they don't. There's not enough give in them or something. Oh so, my god! I don't have I don't have any fillings, so this is completely new. I don't understand it. What? It was something. I don't have any. Ah, uh, well, that's sorry. Uh, your school got it right then. <laughs> Keep them <laughs> <What>? in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So yeah, I've got them to thank for it. But we were like, there was a shop, but it was like, did yours have the classic like only two school children at a time? No. Free for all. Oh my god! Because they right. were all the the whole the whole uh, clientele was just school children, so that's right. all the. That's all and the, he's doing know. very well. Yeah, exactly. I know Ernie quite well actually. Well, he's he's died now, but he used to go in the pub. He used to have a drink with him. Not when I was a kid. When I was older. <laughs> 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 anyway, my teeth are getting fixed. Is uh, so I, yeah, so I had I had two I had two fillings this week, the part of the uh, the bigger project. Oh my God. Fate, yeah, replacing the the metal ones with, and he's he's amazing, my uh, dentist. But what was weird this week was the dental nurse. She was, and I don't expect her to, you know, give everything to the job. She's she was quite a young girl, and she probably her heart wasn't really in it. But she <laughs> was singing along to like the R and B that was on the on the uh, TV. Which is fine, you know, that's that's cool. But she wasn't, she was like, so if he'd go to a right suction and my mouth is like filling up, I'm like, oh, I need something quick. She would wait until she'd finished a, a lyric or finished a dance move before <laughs> before <laughs> sucking it out of my mouth. So like, come on. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, the, 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 the teeth are getting better. <laughs> Okay, Before. good. And so how how long until you just do a sketch and then we all just see you've got veneers? Yeah, I've thought about that before because we it's so we know people that have got veneers and it's so accepted now, I think, to you, people don't even hide it when they get veneers now. I think it's almost like you like if you watch Love Island, they've all got veneers and they're all like young people, but they've all just got perfect face. Uh yeah. And I've thought I mean, if I ever did need them. I'd I'd get them. I'd want them to look natural, but I'd get them black. Hopefully, I won't yeah. need them. <laughs> use use coffee as mouthwash. <laughs> yeah. Just stay indoors for ten days. Just throw in coffee, and then they'd probably just quite human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. your teeth are very white. You've got very lovely white teeth. Ah, uh, that well, thank you, mate. It's uh, yeah. Behind the scenes, there's a lot going on, but yeah. Yeah, clearly, front of house. part of the project rebuild. <laughs> They've done the reception <laughs> yeah. first. It looks great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, lovely. Um, well, I'm glad that you managed to book an appointment and get an appointment and you weren't just told that the illness is in my head. Yeah, that um, is insane. That. That is, I mean, if, if you're a doc, that's that's a doctor who is just at the end of a tether with it, it, The worst thing is as well, it's exactly what you feared, isn't it? And it's, yeah, it's, it's true. That'll just put you off for another 30 years. Exactly that. I was on the sofa the night before thinking, imagine if I'm just on antibiotics and by the day we record the podcast, I can just say to George, hey, look, I'm feeling great as well. I got the antibiotics <laughs> and I'm better. And I'm just still here with a lemon zip. So, yeah, crazy. But um, I gigged as well. So I gigged at the weekend. And I think that was why Sunday I started to feel, started to go down again. Because that's what happens. I do a few days work and I've got a gig, for example. I've got a gig 
tonight, tomorrow, and the next two nights. So yeah, we're on it. Monday's a write-off, but or or it's in my head. I've got to tell myself that I'm fine. <laughs> I've been gaslit by a doctor. But um <laughs> yeah. did you how was your gig in Leeds? Because I don't think did we mention this on the podcast, or I got a voice <laughs> note from George that I literally said to him, save it for the podcast because George <laughs> was going back to Leeds. And then I heard a little bit of what the what the gig was. Uh, yeah, so the so uh, for context, if you've not heard earlier episodes, there was depending on how you interpret things, it might have sounded like I slagged off Leeds at one point. Now, I don't, I never would. But anyway, <laughs> which, which episode? Because it was a little bit in episode one, <laughs> and a little bit more in episode two. <laughs> the, the lovely people, uh, salt of the earth. But anyway, uh, I was I, I got booked for a gig in Leeds, and. I remember when the promoter booked me, he's a nice guy, this promoter, uh, and he booked me, but it wasn't, um, it was like, oh, it's, it's a bit of a smaller room, so it wasn't like a bigger fee. So when, the, you know, if anyone's not a comedian, you'll get an offer through and it'll be like, come play this place, this is how long we want you to do and this is how much it'll pay. And he was like, oh, it's not the biggest fee, but I can sort you a, a double, which is basically doing two gigs in a similar area and you like, you'll open one and close the other. Um so I was like, perfect, great, that's that's fine. Um, and then he didn't tell me where the first one was until the day. Uh, and I was thinking, I don't, I don't know where I'm going tonight. And then he sent me a message going, this is the address of the of the first place. And I don't want to name the place because, it, it, you know, it's so... But it was in a, it was in a city centre... Well, I'm, I'm being too... <laughs> it was in a nightclub, basically. And that is it. <laughs> <laughs> on what night is this? This is on Saturday night. Oh my god! So when we when you read that as a comedian, it's horrifying because this is sometimes something you have to explain to to uh, people as well. Like if I've got friends or family that say, "Oh, I'll come and see you one time," you're always very conscious that they need to come to the right gig because there's so much <laughs> yeah. in like uh, your performance changes obviously a little bit, but you can do two mm. gigs right next to each other and things out of your control to do with the room and the audience and the way that they've sold tickets and the way that the room's set up. You could have the best gig of your life and the worst gig of your life doing exactly the same thing. Yep. And obviously, if you if your auntie's in, she's not going to go, oh, well, you know, the, the, the tables weren't arranged properly. She's just going to think, George needs to get a proper job. Or, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it is. And for the, for the, for the listener, that, that comment from George about the tables not being set up correctly that you won't believe the difference that can go into it and they say that how like the audience are so smart without even realizing so if you walk in to like <laughs> a like a, a room say above a pub below a pub or whatever and it's like a low ceiling everyone's sat tightly together you're nice and in the dark and the comedians lit nicely and the sounds good the gig honestly will just be incredible and that the laughter will just like bounce off the walls and it's brilliant and there'll be like constant rolling laughter but then sometimes you get to a gig and the stage is high so you're way above the audience because it's not raked like in the theater so they're just sat along the floor they might even be sat like on tables so that means the audience there's no togetherness every group is individual yeah. and then the ceiling might be high so all the laughter just goes upward and you just wouldn't believe you could do those two gigs in the same night yeah and honestly and one of them will will make you want to uh you, you'll basically be thinking about okay what what's my career change what do i go and do yeah <laughs> that's exactly it so and that's exactly what happened that you've just described the two gigs so i turned to the first one as right. i'm going in there you had to walk through metal detectors to get in to the that's insane the... was it a gig at an airport <laughs> <laughs> yeah take your belt off uh no the green room you had to uh you had to go uh it was just like a like a cocktail tiki bar thing that you just hanging around but the good thing about those gigs and i don't know if you find this the good thing about gigs like that is it's immediately liberating because you'll turn up and one of the other comics who's done it before will go it's a tough one this mate it's a tough one and then you think yeah there's no expectation at all here like exactly. you expect it to be that bad it's like yep. anything is a win. So yes, if you turn up to a gig and they say they're amazing tonight, I go. All I can yeah. do now <laughs> is continue that or disappoint you, 
But if you exactly. go, cool, they're tough tonight. I go, well, I can either prove you right or prove you wrong, and both make me look absolutely good. Absolutely good. Exactly that. Both make me look absolutely good. Absolutely good. <laughs> that's what it says fact, on Jake's probably... tour poster. <laughs> I didn't. I, say, I, I, I couldn't think. I didn't want to like big myself up, so I just really I finished the word. Absolutely, you, you backed out at the last minute. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, so uh, they prepared me with that. So I was like, "This is perfect." It's it was a bonus gig. I wasn't going to do anyway, um, and the expectation is is so low. So I went on, and it was it was it was nice enough. It, it was fine. It was like. It was a pleasant surprise. Um, and then yes. I went to the other gig and it was lovely. It was exactly the gig that you described before. It was like room above a pub, low ceiling. Not Perfect. really big, but like packed out. So I was like, oh, this is good. I do like it. Because on the way to gigs, if I'm ever thinking, oh, I've got to do these gigs, it's going to be horrible. What I do in my head to try and get myself mm. through it as I go, all right then, well, you quit after tonight then. That's absolutely fine, George. Yep, quit, quit the job <laughs> after tonight. This is your last gig, so... No big deal. Enjoy it. It's your last one. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm walking out on stage going, ah, my farewell gig. Well, all right. And I do it. And then I, when I'm driving home, I'm going, actually, no, I will carry on. And I do it so often that. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> I've never had it before the gig. I've never before the gig gone, I'll probably quit after this one. What an insane mindset. But it works for you. Yeah. That's so good. But I, I, had, I had a double on in Brighton on Friday. And that was actually, what was crazy was mine was a little bit flipped. So the first one was at a lovely comedy club in Brighton. And I just, they were, the audience were fine, but they, it was really cold in there. So they were still in coats. So yeah. it was odd. And they were like, the heat, the, the heat is playing up. So everyone's quite cold. So if the audience are like physically cold, they will be, we call them cold in comedy to be like, you know, or, the, you know, well, basically they're not that warm. Like you would a human if you go, oh, look. Bit cold. Yeah. Literally, yeah, the whole audience can be that. There's weird terms yeah. in comedy, isn't there? Like, I know that makes sense, but like, you if you killed it, you had a good one. If you bombed, you had a bad one. Like, dying. Like, there's all these weird, like, t- you go, guys, it's just telling jokes for 20 minutes. Do chill out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, didn't, yeah. you didn't kill them and you didn't die. <laughs> Nobody bombed. Nothing. You didn't, the roof is still intact. Nobody took the roof yeah. off. You went up there and you told your little jokes and the audience <laughs> laughed back and you either felt good or bad about yourself. I always <laughs> just think about it. The next day I, I I wake up and I'm having a cup of tea at home and I just go, if I hate it that much, I will go and spend that exact money on something nice. I'll just go yeah, and do that. That's I'll just go and buy, time, buy, yeah. buy a coat or a jacket. I've got... George, I think I've, I've got a pod of <laughs> jacket. have got so many jackets. <laughs> I have so many jackets. I... I honestly, I couldn't even, I couldn't even begin to guess the number because what I also do, if I, I, I bought a jacket that I really liked the other day, so I instantly, when it arrived, tried it on, liked it so much, I instantly bought it again just so I can be like, good to have two of these in case I completely ruin this one and then they stop making it. My, my panic is like, <laughs> it, it, I can never find this perfect jacket again. So now I've got two of the same oh, jacket. And, but I've got, I've got, I've got. This jacket, the one um, that I wear on stage quite a bit, I've got that twice. I've just, and then I've got twice in a small, once in a medium, in case I want to wear it over something else. And I've got, I don't know what it is about <laughs> jackets. I don't know what's happening That's, to me. Do you open your wardrobe and relive all of the horrors that that bought those jackets for you? <laughs> no, I should say that's not that's not my exact formula every time where I go, I'm driving home thinking, well, guess I better not buy another jacket tomorrow. Over 25 years ago, on September 29th, 1998, we watched a brainy girl with curly hair drop everything to follow a guy she only kind of knew all the way to college. And so began Felicity. My name is Juliette Littman, and I'm a Felicity super fan. Join me, Amanda Foreman, who you may know better as Megan, the roommate, and Greg Grunberg, who you may also know as Sean Blunberg, as the three of us revisit our favorite moments from the show and talk to the people who helped shape it. Listen to Dear Felicity, presented by Walmart on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. 
In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Um, okay, George, I feel like I need to ask because I'm sure the listener is on tenterhooks to hear about <laughs> your upcoming vasectomy. Can I just say, oh, man. It, my thing about not wanting to call the doctors also is, I don't like, obviously nobody does, but I don't like doctor surgeries. I've never liked hospitals. I mm. I start to feel like I've got everything as soon as I walk in. Maybe I am a hypochondriac. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I just, I start to feel, so, I'm so bad. I, I can't stand them. So uh, the idea of, Whenever anything's medical or whatever on TV, I just have to look away. So I will try my best to get through this. Well, okay. So uh, just to clear your worries now, this isn't going to get medical because I don't know anything. (laughs) Um, Perfect. Perfect. uh, Secondly, a quick one before, I mean, there's so much doctor chat. We, we won't talk about doctors anymore after this week. <laughs> but you know how you'll worry about the waiting room? My doctors, I've told you before how good it is. Another thing from my doctors is you go in and you go in the waiting room and there's this bloke who works there. He seems to run the place, but I don't know if that's a job or not. He's not a doctor, but he kind of runs the surgery and he comes right. out and he's, He's sometimes wearing like really casual. I'm sure I've seen him in slippers or something. Like that. But he comes out and he just goes, "Anyone want a brew?" And just you know what? You, yeah, I know it's mad, the north. Isn't it? What but a place! It's so, <laughs> it's so wholesome. Like, uh, yeah, but everyone's like, "Oh," and I mean, I never say yes because I think I just think you, give, you make it Not now. Here. I've got to hold it for 15 minutes and then before I can drink it. And then, but I'm thinking. Yeah. Is it coming in a mug? How well are you washing those mugs? <laughs> There's a lot going around this place. I don't think I want right, to be putting yeah. it inside me. Yeah, good point. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's a nice environment, basically in our in our doctors. So maybe you just need to find the right the right doctors. Um, on the yeah, I've liked them up until now. Although this lady wasn't from the doctors, she was from the hub. So I made the mistake of having. A, I thought the doctor from that surgery would call me, but it's not. There's another place they outsource it to doctors who just call you uh... up. Because the doctor surgery again, very nice. Is London, isn't it? This is what they do. Everything's outsourced. Everything is, you know, right. efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. Lost yeah, all human connection down there, uh, and that's yeah. Right. I shouldn't have had the phone thing. Um, <laughs> um, so I'll tell you about the sex in a minute. Just before we move on to that uh, tying up a loose end from last week, do you remember we were talking about the antibiotics going? And I was like, surely they don't end up in the water. Did somebody teach us? Yeah, so a uh, uh, Laura has messaged in, who is a biologist, and says that, yes... We have such fraction... highbrow listeners. That says so much about <laughs> us. We are operating yeah, in the she... higher echelons of the social <laughs> she, circles. She said, right, you thickos. Of course it ends up. Where do you ah. think... The... So, yeah. <laughs> so she said that, yeah, a bit ends up... Um, in the in the in the sea or the water, and she said a, a funny example of how this works is in Sydney Harbour after New Year's Eve. Uh, there's loads of MDMA in the water. Wow, MDMA sharks. Yeah, I... <laughs> that's probably actually good for sharks. You know, just like fill them with love and and they just want to. Oh yeah, them. that's true. I bet they love. It. That's right. Because have you been to Sydney? No. Oh my God, George, I was there in June and I think I was there for two hours. I was there for longer than this, but it only took two hours for me to say, I want to live here forever. <laughs> you were on MDMA, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I drank straight out of the harbour, put a cup straight in the harbour. I went, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm landing. <laughs> and I loved everybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, um, I, it was just, 
it was amazing. And I love autumn. So because I was there in J- June or was it July? Um, it was in June. I was there in June. And it, so it was there sort of autumn. I loved it. On the harbour, I could see the Opera House. I could see Sydney because we were saying like we we're standing by like just just by the bridge, just under the bridge, basically. It was an incredible place. But they said to me, there are loads of sharks in there. And then I didn't like the fact that I was basically sleeping about 20 feet from a shark. But wow, MDMA sharks. That yeah, sounds like a film because you had you cocaine bear. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, no yeah we love we love the Thanks, Laura. The correspondence. We've we've noticed as well, like a few people have asked us a couple of questions. And what we thought instead of getting into answering them now, we might do an episode in a in a couple of weeks where we just do like um uh answering questions, sort of like they do on the rest is politics in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of highbrow like that. I mean, obviously, uh, there's a conversation surprise for anybody. I do not listen to the rest of his politics. <laughs> but I do live uh, around the corner from Rory Stewart. So, uh, yeah, if he listens to this, hello, Rory. And sorry, it's just I don't have enough time in the day um, to listen to politics. Um, we've also had, should we just say, such lovely reviews um, that I wanted to say thanks. And so we've had, I mean, I'm going to read out some of them, not the actual reviews, obviously, but um, that's what I was going <laughs> <Yeah>. to say. <laughs> I, 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 almost, I started getting embarrassed the moment you said that. Though. But yeah, not, not um, the actual reviews. So just on, on Apple Podcasts, thanks to LT Flowers, uh, KMO384, Disco Stew, brilliant, <laughs> what a name, uh, Maisie, Badge, M, Jez, look, so thank you very much. That's so nice. If you want to leave a lovely review at the bottom of Apple, it makes a difference. And on Spotify, I don't think we can read the reviews, but we've had many ratings and it makes a big difference. And it's so nice. Thank you very much. And also, if you do want to email us um, to correct us or inform us of all the things we get wrong, you can. At, uh, it's jakeandgeorgepod at gmail.com. Also, one more thing I have to say, George. Um, yeah, I, you know, last week I went and took a bit of that tree. Yes. <laughs> you, if you Google the tree, by the way, Batsy Park strawberry hybrid tree, it used to look incredible and it was huge and it fell down a lot, a bit of it got taken off. A lot of it got taken off in the storm in February, 2002, for, sorry, in February, 2022. So the branch, yeah. the big branch of it was, was just sat next to it. And so when I saw it, the lady said, um, I'm surprised no nobody's come and taken it. It had a bit of it, or the art student hasn't done anything with it. So I was like, maybe I should take a bit. I want a bit in my house. So I went and got just a little bit of it. I went back yesterday. It's completely gone. Oh, it's really? been laying there for two years. We talk about it on the podcast, and, and suddenly it's gone. So you've started a sort of chain of crime, really, haven't you? Looting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, I don't know if everyone's like, I-, I want a bit of what Jake Lambert's got in his house. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know what it is. In which case, you're going to have to buy a lot of jackets. But suddenly, yeah. this, it, and it was huge, and it's gone. I don't know what's happened. Oh, I've got a bit of oh, it. Um, yeah. Speaking of bits being removed from things, let's get back to your vasectomy. <laughs> yes. So, the vasectomy. Um, <laughs> It's it's fast approaching. It's I am I've I've started to get quite nervous about it, and I don't know why because I, I don't think I didn't think I was that bothered about it, but it's just so it's it's next week. It's at the name of the place. It it's called the Lance Burn Center. I mean, it will be afterwards. Like, <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> I had a vasectomy yeah. the other day. Lance Burn, it bloody did. <laughs> Lovely stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is classic stuff. Um, Sorry. So, no, no, it's fine. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit worried. And I don't know anything really about it. Because when you do the phone call, they say to you... Um, it's all in your mind. You? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you do the phone call, they say to you, do you want to know um, how it's done in detail? And I said, no. Absolutely no. not. Well, I always think that with any other medical thing, I'd, I'd probably would want to know in detail what's happening because I, I like, mm. I'm just interested in in what they're going to do and what like, 
if ever I had a blood test, I'm like, I want to know what the levels are because then I don't want to know what you know, what affects what and stuff like that. But with this, Abs- I, I want to know like... nothing. <laughs> so yeah, with this, I was like, uh, I, I don't want to know because my worry is. So this is a bit of a digression, but it's uh, the other digression day... on this podcast. <laughs> the other day, my daughter stood on a tomato and instantly threw up. <laughs> got this. Okay. She's got this. She's got this thing where she just will something will happen and she'll just instantly throw up. It, it happened on Christmas Day, so she got this toy which was like this squishy sensory thing. She likes all like sensory toys. Oh, me too. Playing with it a little bit. Yeah, so she was playing with this a little bit, and 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 then her brother started playing with it, and he's a lot more heavy-handed than she is. <laughs> and we just heard him go, uh-oh. So we went over to the settee, and he just burst the whole thing, and then oh. gone all over the settee. Ooh. And then she noticed that a little bit had got on her, um, and then instantly threw up everywhere. Right, and brilliant. That's yeah. when I decided yeah. I'm getting a vasectomy. <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, but then that's my my worry now is that even though that I don't do that, I feel like I'm capable. A human being is capable of just in the moment, just something happening and triggering and me throwing up everywhere. So I think while yes. they're doing it, I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna really learn what happens afterwards. But in the moment, I don't want to know what what they're doing. So I don't really know a lot. But then I was thinking when mm. I was in the dentist the other day, I was thinking, oh, but they have got to inject you. Where do they inject you? Because the injection in the dentist yeah. isn't very nice, is it? And I'm thinking, oh, God, where did they inject you? So, so on the school run yesterday, there was a one of the dads there, and I said to him, have you had a vasectomy? And he said, yeah, I have, actually. And I was like, where do they, where, where's the injection go? I hope that wasn't the first thing you asked him. <laughs> It was it was his it was his it was his kid's first first day at school as well. Yeah. Who's this guy? <laughs> yeah. Um and he he told me and it's it's actually it's it's relieved me a little bit. I think they just do it and you and you're like screw. Um so they do that and that's okay. that's fine and that and that's all I know. But I was telling my dad about that I was going for it. Um and he went, Oh, let me tell you about my vasectomy. And I was like, oh, no, I don't. I don't need to know. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> That's mental. That's insane. And your dad. I know. I've I've, I've emailed with your dad because he emailed us, Jake and George at gmail.com. So we've had a bit of correspondence um, about you. Um, so can I just say to him, we no, neither of us want to know about your vasectomy before you email me back. <laughs> well, I said no. I don't want to know anything. He's like, oh no, it's nothing to do with the actual thing. It's just when I went in, they said to me. Have you shaved? And he was like, "No." Yeah, George, I already don't want to know that much about your dad. That's mad. <laughs> but then what they did was they gave him just a big razor and just said, "Right, go and do it." Imagine <gasps> that, George. No, they, okay, sorry, listener. Sorry to everybody. So, um, if you see the Oscar nomination list come out, what do you think of that then? <laughs> yeah, well, no, no one's talking about that. I'm glad your daughter's not listening to this. You'd be, be <laughs> vomit all over your carpet, George. <laughs> I can't believe this is so. Happening. Anyway, it's, anyway, it's coming so... up. I'm worried. Uh, we won't. We won't. We won't we, there'll be no more. There'll be no medical chat about it next week. Don't worry. I'm not going to go into any detail because there'll be people like me who don't want to know how it works. So I'll just. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll skip over that. You won't be doing much skipping after it, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um. What I did want to say, you know, you talk about your. Um. If anything makes uh something happens, it makes your daughter, like, be sick. I um I uh learned that you know if someone else is sick it makes us want to heave and for us to be sick as well. Yeah. Um I've heard that's because when we were like in like tribes what would happen is if someone was sick it meant they'd probably eaten something wrong and it'd been poisoned. So the like animal instinct in us is that we've probably eaten the same thing. So our body goes quickly, reject whatever you've had as well, because we need oh, to right. survive. Yeah. So it's a survival thing. So if someone else does it, our brain automatically goes, we should probably do that as well. Oh, that's but good. then again, there's definitely going to be a historian emailing in going bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> Laura might know. Someone might know. <laughs> if not, um, you know, it's, it's a fun fact to tell for the listener. Tell everybody that this week and then correct them next week. But for now, <laughs> it's a fact that you learned this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, um I'm um 
I've got to do a video today for Flashpack. Do you know Flashpack? Uh, nope. They are. I think that their aim is to make one million friendships or something. They want to create one million friendships around the globe. Um, this and sounds so they, like they... you're doing an ad read. Just, just. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not doing that. I, I'm doing a video for them about friendship. So I've got to do right. a video about friendship today. Um, that's what I'm saying. And, and cut the code Jake and George Pod and you're <laughs> to, to make a, a new friend. Um, but yeah, a million friendships. How many people is that? Two million people to make one million friendships. It's a lot. Um, the game. Well, I don't know. They could they could cross over with each other. They could they could be friends with more than one person, couldn't they? So that's true. That's true. I like to limit my friends. How many friends do you think you've got? Oh, now now we're talking. Um, <laughs> uh, I I reckon. Yeah. Uh, I've got. I think I've got a decent amount of friends. <laughs> you sure? I was, I was second guessing that, and then I start. <laughs> yeah, loads of friends. You don't know when they all live in Wales, but uh, yeah, no, loads of friends. <laughs> um, I'm going to quickly count mine. Uh, I've probably got. I don't know. Not. You have less when you're older, don't you? Fewer. Uh, Is that yeah, less yeah, or yeah. fewer? Either way, there's not as many as there was. <laughs> and, and, uh, and this is why say, by by choice my choice not theirs a bit of both you just whittle yeah. them down don't you? you go i've got no time for this anymore you just outgrow <laughs> people don't you a lot of jake's old friends listening to this now going oh we should catch up actually me and jake i'm not seeing for ages no. we used to get <laughs> no thank you yeah. i am um, yeah. because you know they say like you're again that somebody's gonna write in the biologist please isn't it something like your body like completely like regenerates every seven years? It's like completely almost brand new. Uh, yeah, yeah. Something. Like I think that. all the cell the cells are like. Yeah, I can you, you can like even that. hear the biologist <laughs> rolling her eyes as we say this bit. So like in seven, if I've not seen you since school, if, whatever, if I've not seen you for seven years, I'm a different person. You're a different person. So what what do we have? All we'd be talking about is school again. <laughs> Sorry, this isn't the video I'll be doing for Flashpack, by the way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man. Uh, I just think yeah, I mean yeah. trying to count my friends. I'd say there's like probably I don't know. But you know, close friends. I'm just thinking, you know, because everyone will turn up at like your funeral and they'll be friends, won't they? Yeah, what we need to do is is sort of uh fake your death, see who turns up, and then you can jump out and go, right, let's let's count you. Right. What are you doing here? Not a friend. Not a friend. Not a... <laughs> Charlatan. Not a, not a friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just wonder how many, yeah, because it, it just changes so much when you get older. But then you obviously meet new friends. It's harder to make friends when you're older. But you and I met as adults and we've become friends. That's nice, isn't it? That we would have met yeah, on the I comedy think... scene. And just gone, yeah, I'm, I want to spend time with him. I want to talk to him more. Isn't that nice? <laughs> it is nice, yeah. It's, uh, I think, yeah, you make friends when you're, you're in a new situation, don't you? As uh, When you become a parent, mm. you make a lot of new friends because you're suddenly doing the school run every day and right. stuff like that. And, That's a reason to get know. a vasectomy. Is that on the poster? <laughs> you make a lot of new friends when you become a parent, so get a vasectomy now. <laughs> yeah, wrap it. <laughs> but where you don't make friends is at Lance Burn. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'll report back afterwards when I'm... What time is it on Tuesday? So I'll send do you want me to send you a nice message? First thing, which I don't know if is is better or worse, because you you're worrying about it less. Um, but also I find you more prepared to uh, uh deal with things later in the day, aren't you? The morning um, you're very vulnerable in the morning, I find. <laughs> You're very vulnerable in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but you, you don't want to be sat around because are you going to sleep well? You, you're doing the school run that day because that'll make you really want to probably rush to the get the vasectomy done. You should go and do the school run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have the worst possible morning. Uh, yeah, that's the, what you yeah. want. Yeah. Okay. That's... You want your daughter to throw up. 
You want them to be <laughs> in the back of your seat while you're driving them to school. You want it. Yeah. You want to forget one of their lunch boxes or their water bottles. Go back in, say "Silly Daddy," <laughs> and then just go to the vasectomy and say, "No questions. Do it now." Yeah, I grab the injection from them and say, "Come on, let's speed this up." Um, lovely. Um, this has been more medical than usual. So for the a new listener, this won't continue. The podcast will, but the, uh, no. the apart from we'll have a little catch up of George's secretary. Yeah, and then we'll try and we'll try and we'll try and stay away from medical stuff and just talk about young people stuff probably from then on. <laughs> just how much energy we've got and just how youthful we look. <laughs> um, are you gigging tonight? Yeah, I am actually. I'm starting the um, the work in progress uh, shows for the tour. Ooh, so that's fun. I've got. A, couple over the next uh the next few days uh, um so yeah Lovely. as soon as we finish this i'm gonna go and start writing my notes and uh, oh that's nice what the hell i'm gonna say yeah i've got um a new material night in london um which actually was i went to this place it's the um the phoenix um in uh cavendish square do you know this in Oxford yeah it's Circus. just, just... road in it yeah yeah, and I remember going when it was the old rope, like the new material night, mm. and seeing like it was like one of the first, like when I decided I wanted to do comedy, I was like, I'm gonna go and check it out. And I remember seeing like Milton Jones was on trying stuff, James Acaster, I'd never heard of him or had no idea who he was at this point, like trying out new stuff. Um, so I like to go there to do new stuff because you're like, I, re- I remember this place. I like this is like when I was really yeah. excited to be the one up there. So yeah, I need to do, but I'm only doing, yeah. I think I'm just doing like 25 minutes or something. So a bit easier. You do it a full yeah, hour. That's perfect. Yeah. 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 An hour. Where's it's, that? Uh, now, now you say it is a, uh, is never. It's a lot um, of time, George. It... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm in, I'm in Wales. I'm in Wales. Uh, Tonight. West Wales. Northwest. Yeah. Northwest Wales. Don't forget, I don't oh, live that far away from Wales. Oh, that's true. It only yeah. takes like half an hour drive to cross the border. Um, wow. And then I'm in London, London at the weekend. Oh, nice. Uh, Where's that? At the Bill Murray, the Angel of Comedy. Lovely. Oh, that's nice. I love that. I'm, do- I'm doing it there, I think, next month. That's a lovely place. Have you gigged there before? Yeah. Yes. Ooh. Hopefully. Yeah, this time next week, I, c- I can report back and say whether... Uh, I am going on tour, or I've retired <laughs> from comedy. <laughs> when um, when do you think you'll be going on tour? Uh, well, the plan was uh, towards the end of the year, to, in a, in autumn, I think. But I've not I've not got the dates on sale yet. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've just got um, I think I've got I've got Dubai going on sale tomorrow. And they want me to do one of those videos to be like, come along. And I don't want to do it. I don't want to do the video. I'd rather nobody came. <laughs> I know. It's so it's so embarrassing, isn't it? That's the the mad thing when, you, when you're working up to a show. You're like, oh, you want people to come, but you don't want to ask anyone to come. And it's so embarrassing. And you just would, you don't want anyone to be there. And then when you arrive and there's no one there, you're like, oh, why is no one in? <laughs> like, yeah. you're like, how cool. I get to go on tour. That'd be amazing. And they're like, hey, we're thinking about maybe I'm going to be doing the QE2, the, the ship. In, in Dubai. You work in the cruise ships. Cabin crew. I'm doing the catering. <laughs> but I'm, um, there's like a, a theatre on there. Oh, that's cool though. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Right. Um, so I hope the new material arts go well and the vasectomy. Thanks, you too, man. And, um, Thank you. I'll, I'll, I would, I'll message you to ask how they are, but ultimately it's best if you save it for the podcast. Will do. See you next week, mate. Cool. See you.